The Aleph, the last thing we were discussing was a person who heard his friend in embarrassment, how much he has to pay. The Gemara has a question, was it Manetsuri or Mane Medina? We explained that it was Manetsuri. And we got into the whole sugya of can Aed become a Dayan or not. Then we got into the sugya of a short tam that damaged and killed. Which case do we judge first, and how do we uh, exact punishment, first money, first uh, death, and so on. And with that, we're going to start Asadi Aleph, Abud Aleph, 12 lines in by the two dots, where it says, Ibaya Lehu. The Gemara has a question. Yesh Omed Lin Zakin or En Omed Lin Zakin? Do we assess uh, what it would take to cause this type of damage, or we don't assess Meaning, do we say, do we only assess and measure in regards to death? Because we have a pasuk, it says, with, with what kills. Okay, then only by death do we measure. And we say, with this, uh, this kills a person, this doesn't kill a person. Aval in Zakin, but when it comes to damages, call the who, whatever causes damage, you have to pay for. Or Dilma Loshana, or maybe it doesn't make a difference and you have to assess whether it's damages, whether it's uh, killing, you have to assess. So Tashima, the Gemara tries to bring a proof from the following bright that says, in regards to Bor, we know that a hole has to be 10 tefahim deep in order for someone to be liable for killing. The same way a hole has to have 10 tefahim, same thing. Any type of a hole or anything that you dug that was more than 10 tefahim, then you'd be liable for the death. So now, if it was less than 10 tefahim, and an axe or donkey falls in it and dies, Patur, you know, because uh, the hole wasn't deep enough to kill Huzakbo, but if it was damaged, Hayab, you are liable for the damage. My love, Mimata Lemala Kahashiva, aren't we talking about from bottom to top? We're assessing how much this thing is worth. This is what they're trying to say. Is From one to ten tefahim, okay, it can't kill, but it could damage. And bottom line is, Alma Linzakin called Dehu. It sounds like that when it comes to damages, anything, even a tefah, can cause damage and you'd be liable. Shwamina and Omdin Linzakin. It sounds like we don't need to measure or assess when it comes to damages. It's just you're liable for everything. The Gemara says, Lo, no. Maybe we're talking about from top to bottom. This is what they're trying to say. If there's 10 tefahim, then it can cause death. If it's a little bit less than, than 10, at that point, then it can cause damage, not death. And you can always say that there is measuring and assessing when it comes to damages. And every shi'ur, whatever it would be, that that's how much we'd assess. Meaning if it was two tefahim, we would assess, okay, this much damage. Or if there was five tefahim, whatever it is, We'll assess, we'll measure, and we'll figure out uh, how, what kind of damage it caused. So we can definitely say that in regards to damages, there is measurements. So Tashema. 
So the Gemara tries to bring it from right there. It says, Hikau al if, 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 if a master hurt his Evid Kenani on his eye and blinded him, Al on his ear and made him deaf, the slave goes out and is free. Keneged Ainov hit him next to the eye, Veenoroeh, and because of that, he can't see. Let's say he got scared by the, the, the hit on the wall, or he got hit uh, he got hit on the forehead, and he got nervous, now he can't see anymore. Or Keneged Ozno, or hit him next to his ear, Veenoroeh, now he can't hear. En Ayved Yotze Bahen Lechayrut, a slave does not go out free. Maitama, why doesn't he go out free with that? Lav Mishum Debain and Umdemna, isn't it because we need to assess if the hit can cause the damage and it sounds like over here that we assess that by hitting him there not hitting him there he didn't directly the master didn't directly cause the damage it was just you know the slave's mazal that due to something else he got blinded due to something else he became deaf the Gemara answers no over there I could explain the reason he's patur is because he scared himself, meaning a person's in control of his own self. And if he got if you know, if he got the hit on the head, he scared himself, and now he became blind from it. Or if he heard a loud noise, he got nervous, and he's the one who caused himself to become deaf. Kidatanya havero. Like we have a person scared his friend, and he got damaged as a result. Patur in human court, he'd be exempt from paying. In Shamaim, it's a different story. He'd be obligated. Ketzad, for example, If someone blew next to someone's ear and and made him deaf, patur But if he grabbed him and he blew into his ear and caused him to become deaf, at that point you already did a stronger action action in the man's actual body and hayav. So the Gemara tries to bring a different proof. Tashema. Hamisha devarim omdin oto venotnin lomiyad. The five things that uh, if someone damaged someone, he has to pay the five things. Uh, the damage, the pain, the suffering, the, the the medical expenses, the unemployment, embarrassment. Yeah, we assess it and you pay him right away. Ripui veshevet. He assess the medical expenses and the unemployment, uh, whatever it would cost until he is healed. Let's say they assess this is what it would cost to heal someone in this type of situation, and he's for some reason getting worse. They only give him whatever they assessed, not more. If they assessed him and miraculously he healed faster than what Betin assessed, not look. They give him whatever they assessed for him, meaning he gets the whole thing. Meaning, from the Shamaim, they helped you out, they, they did you a favor, they let you heal faster, and you get to keep all that money the Betin was Bosek. Shamami, now what do you understand from here? That we do assess when it comes to damages. We're asking Betin to figure out uh, what this would cost, and we give it to him, we allocate that. The Gemara says, No. That's not what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with uh, what would it cost this person to heal, how long is it going to take him to heal. That's not what we're asking. Of course we assess in that type of situation. The original Ibaya Lehu was Do we assess this item? Can it cause this type of damage or not? My, what would be the halakha? 
So this tiny rock, can it cause this much damage? Or this paper, can it cause this much damage? That's the question. So Tashima, so the Gemara tries to bring a Braita, like we said before, Shimonatim ni Omer, Ma'e grof mi uhachim masur the same way a fist is uh, is something that is accessible to betin and to the witnesses they could see it and they could uh, assess with it same thing anything else that the damage happened with it has to be accessible to the witnesses and the betin what do we learn from here that we do assess when it comes to uh, damages Next, Amar Mor, Amadu Vehivri, if they assessed him and all of a sudden he miraculously healed early. Notin lo kol mashi Amadu, we give him whatever they originally assessed him. Messiah Ali Rabbah, this helps Rabbah, the Amar Rabbah, Haiman de Amadu le Yoma, if there's someone they assessed that he won't be able to work the entire day, Veitpah le Pagade Yoma, Vekaabid Abita, and all of a sudden in the middle of the day, he he healed up, felt better, went back to work, and started working again. We allocate to him whatever we originally assessed him for the entire day. Why? Because he probably had some sort of mercy from the Shemaim. They wanted to give him an extra couple of dollars. So now he's able to get his work money and the work for the unemployment that we allocated to him. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, if someone uh, spat on someone and the saliva reached a person, or if he pulled off cold from someone, he has to pay 400 zoos. And Amarav Papa, Lo Shanu Ela Bo, that's only if he actually spat on him, his physical body. But if he spat on his, his, uh, his clothing, if the saliva reached the clothing, Lo, you don't have to pay the 400 zoos. And the Gemara doesn't understand. Let him be like someone who embarrassed someone with words, and he should be Hayav. And Amre b'Marava mishemed Rabbi Yossi Baravin zotomeret or some take away the zotomeret biyesho bidvarim patur miklum. We understand that if someone embarrasses someone with words, he is exempt from paying anything. The Rosh understands it because it says in regards to embarrassment v'hazika b'mvushav where the woman grabbed an embarrassing embarrassing spot that was on his actual physical body it has to be a physical embarrassment. However, uh, the Rosh brings Rav Sherira Gaon, who says that on embarrassment, we, we put someone in harem for embarrassing someone, we make him pay whatever it is, uh, or, or do whatever it is to settle this and compromise with the person, because hurting someone with words, embarrassing someone is much worse than actually physically hurting him, and the Rambam is posek the same way. And the consensus of Rishonim is that embarrassing with words is a lot worse than physical harm, and therefore he would have to pay if there was a damage. Next, the Mishnah said, If someone embarrasses another person, all depends on, on the embarrassment of the actual person. So, so the question is, when Tanakama said it all depends on the, uh, on the person's honor, it all depends uh, uh, on the person, was he trying to be lenient or strict? Meaning, was he trying to be lenient? These poor people who are not deserving of 400. Or maybe what he's trying to be is strict. These rich people, you have to pay them much more than four. So what is 400 that the Mishnah brings down? Is it is it uh, the the base or is that uh, just a, just a ballpark idea? Could be more, could be less. What's going on? 
So Tashema Midikama Rabbi Akiva. Look at what Rabbi Akiva said in the Mishnah. אפילו עניים שבישראל רואים אותן כאילו הן בני חורין שירדו מנכסיהם שהם בני אברהם, יצחק ויעקב. Even poor people, we look at them as rich people who became poor. Remember that the children of Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov. And that's why you give them 400 zoos. So you see, that's the base. That's what you give to poor people. And anyways, you see, that's what Rabbi Akiva gave this woman. She's probably poor. She probably doesn't make money. He gave her 400 zoos when someone took off her her head covering. It sounds like Tanakama was trying to be lenient when he said 400 zoos. And comes Rabbi Akiva and argues and says, No, everyone is deserving of that. Some people deserve much more. Next, we learned the Mishnah, there was a person who took off the head covering of a woman and he told Betin, just give me some time to bring my proof. Do we really give him time? When someone damages someone, you don't give him time, you make him pay right away. So the Gemara explains, when we don't give a person time and make him pay right away, that's when you actually damage someone. The hasre mamona, you took away his money. If betin is posek that you have to pay him, you have to pay him right now. But the bullshit when it comes to embarrassment, the lo hasre mamona, you didn't uh, you didn't uh, take away anything from the person. You didn't lose any money. Yehabina, so we give him some time. Next, shemara omedet al peta hatzera. The man waited for the woman by the opening of her hatzer, and he played that whole trick. He threw oil on the floor, and she came in and she put it on her hair, and oh, that was his point. Now we have a brayta. Rabbi Akiva told this person, "Salata be'maim adirim ve'aleta cheres be'adecha." You you uh, dive deep into great waters, and you walked out with nothing, just a shard of clay. Adam The reason is a person is allowed to wound himself. Now, in the Mishnah, he said a person is not allowed to wound himself. So, which one is it? So, Amarava Lakashia Kan Behabala Kan Beboshet. A person is not allowed to wound himself, hurt himself, but a person is allowed to embarrass himself. The says, Isn't our Mishnah discussing embarrassment? We said, if you wound yourself, even though you're not allowed, you're still patur if you wound yourself. So the Gemara explains, This is what Rabbi Akiva was trying to tell him. We're not talking about embarrassment that a person is allowed to embarrass himself. Even if she damaged herself, a person is not allowed to damage himself. Still, other people, if they uh, hurt, if they embarrass someone, you'd be hayav, and over here you embarrass her, you'd be hayav. Now, like, there's another question: A person is not allowed to damage himself. But then we learn: Maybe if a person vowed that he's going to hurt himself and he didn't hurt himself, he should be patur from giving a korban. Person uh, swore that he's going to hurt himself if he didn't uh, uh, he didn't follow through with the swear. He said he has to give a korban. Tamud lomar lehara olehetiv. It says when in regards to the korbanot of someone who swore falsely, it says lehara to do bad or to do good. Lehetiv ma hatavar reshut afara reshut. The same way the good that we're talking about over here 
it's an optional, meaning your own personal uh, good thing. You're doing good, something good to your body. Same thing when we're talking something bad, we're talking something um, optional. We're not talking about Avira. We're not talking about Mitzvot and Avira. We're talking about something simple. Over here we're adding a person who swore to hurt himself and didn't hurt himself. And you see that a person has permission, meaning it's not like you're sinning to do an avira by when you swear when you sin when you swear to hurt yourself. If you if you're swearing to do an avira, it doesn't count. But here you're not swearing to do an avira. It sounds like it's okay to hurt yourself. So Amar Shemuel Shemuel explains, we're not talking about actually hurting yourself, taking a knife and cutting yourself. No. We're talking about a person who swore that I'm going to sit in a ta'anit. But the Gemara asks, Yeah, but the Chavata Gabe Harata Harim La Shivam Betanit? I don't understand. When, you, when you're talking about doing bad, when it says doing bad to other people, are we also talking about making them fast? Could you force someone else to fast? Gemara responds, In, yeah. You could lock them in a, in a room. And uh, not give them food. But the Gemara But we have a brayta. What is considered doing bad to others when you hurt someone, when you uh, open up his uh, brain, uh, when you physically hurt him? So again, we're talking about a situation where you're physically hurting people, and in regards to yourself, also you're physically hurting yourself. And it sounds like uh, from the uh, from the Braita in regards to the Korbanot, a person is allowed to hurt himself. So the Gemara goes back and says, okay, we can't uh, we, we can't use this differentiation between uh, embarrassing yourself and wounding yourself. Ela you have to say it's a Our Mishnah holds like the, the Tana or like Rabbi Akiva holds a person is not allowed to hurt himself. And there is a Braita, the Artanaim who hold, you are allowed to hurt yourself. So the Gemara asks, Who's the rabbi who holds that you're not allowed to hurt yourself? If you want to tell me, it's the following Tanaditanya. I'm going to demand your blood from your souls. Rabbi Al-Azhar explains the Pasuk, you know, if you kill yourself, I'm going to demand your uh, your your blood from your nefesh, meaning I'm going to get upset. No killing yourself. But the asks, maybe killing is different than just regular wounding. Ela, you have to say, hi, Tanau, rather it's a different Tanau, hold you not let hurt yourself. You're allowed to rip clothing over someone who passed away. It's not considered the ways of the Emori. And Rabbi Lazar said, I heard if someone rips his clothing too much, meaning he rips a lot of clothing, that's already Baltashit, you're wasting, and you get Makot for that. All the more so if you hurt your own body. But the Gemara says, maybe it's not a kol shikin. Maybe it's not all the more so your own body. Because maybe clothing are different. It's a loss that doesn't grow back. You have Rabbi Yohanan. He called his clothing his honorables. Meaning, it's what makes him honorable. When he'd walk between thorns, he would pick up his... Uh, 
clothing, his shoes, even though his feet would get scratched, Amar, he would say, my skin will heal, my clothing won't. Ella haitana. Rather, you have to say it's a different tana who holds that you're not allowed to hurt yourself. The tanya amar bil azara kapar beribi. Ribil azara kapar the great. Ma talmud lo mar vechiper alav ba'asher hatala nefesh. It says in regards to Nazir, he has to bring a korban to atone for what he did to the nefesh. Vechibeez the nefesh hataze. What do you mean? He has to bring a korban hatala. Which which nefesh did he sin? Ella shetzirats malomina yain. Rather that he made himself suffer from wine. And the Gemara asks, and, and think of the Kalvahomer. Look at this person. He only harmed himself by not drinking wine. Still, he's a sinner. If, he, if a person hurts himself from anything, all the more so he's considered a sinner. Now, by the way, before I continue, an interesting sugya that comes out over here is a person allowed to hurt himself, is a, is a person allowed to put himself in a situation where he knows he's going to get hurt, uh, playing a dangerous game, or uh, doing some stunt, or even put, uh, going for optional surgery, a surgery that you don't necessarily need, uh, and you're allowed to put yourself in a situation where you're going to get wounded, all stems from here, very good like to look into the sugiyot. Next, we saw the Mishnah HaKotzetz if a person cuts his own fruit trees, even though you're not allowed, but still you're patur from paying. Other people do it. If a person tells his friend, hey, you killed my ox, you cut my tree, and the other person answers, If he said, hey, but you told me to kill it, you told me to cut it, he's patur, didn't have to pay. And Amr and Rab told Rabbahana, If that's the easy way out, then you didn't leave life to anybody because everyone can answer that. Does a person have a right to make that claim? Where, where does he go off making that claim from? So Amr and Rabbahana told Rab, Should I erase this Braita? Meaning, there's obviously this problem with this braita. Should I erase it? I've told him, Lo, no, don't erase it. You have to explain your Mishnah, expound on it. We're talking about an ox that's uh, that's about to get killed, meaning this ox killed someone, but then said you have to kill it. Or let's say this is a tree, let's say it's an Asherah tree that has to, has to get destroyed. Or it's uh, leaning towards the Shutabim, it might fall and collapse on someone. So in both cases, it's supposed to get destroyed. And the person made that claim that he had permission to uh, kill or destroy the tree. Ihachi, my kindness. if that's the case, what's the owner saying? Well, what's his claim? So he explains, Because the owner said, I want to do this mitzvah. You took away my mitzvah. There's a special mitzvah of covering the blood, for example. Whoever slaughtered the, the, the bird or the wild animal, whatever it is, he's the one who covered the blood. There was a story where a person slaughtered an animal and then another person came and covered the blood. And Rabban Gamliel forced the person to give 10 gold coins. 
because he took away his mitzvah. So over here also we're talking about a situation where a person wanted to do this mitzvah and the other person took it away. He he knocked down the tree. He killed the the, the wild bull. Amarav de ta'an kaba asur Rav said, if there's a tree that that has a, a kav of fruits, you're not allowed to cut it anymore. Already it's bal tashchit. Metive. So we have a question. How many olives are on the olive tree and you're not allowed to cut it? A quarter of a cup, not a whole cup. The Gemara explains, Shani zetim de Olives are different. They're more hashuv. And Amar Hanina, La shachiv shivhat beri, Ela dekat teneta belazimna. My son, Shivhat, the only reason he passed away is because he cut a fig tree early. And and if the tree costs a lot of money, meaning the tree itself is worth more than the fruits, then you're allowed to cut it. That's not called destroying a tree. That's actually better. We have a bright like that. When doing a siege around the city, you're not allowed to destroy the fruit trees. Only trees that you know, it's a fruit tree. If it's a regular tree with no fruits, you're allowed to cut it. In the end, you're going to say all trees, you're not allowed to cut. Then why are you saying it's not a fruit tree? It's coming to tell me that if I already have to cut trees, cut the tree with no fruits before you cut the tree with fruits. Maybe even the case where the fruit tree wood is worth more than the fruits itself. That's why the Pasuk had to tell me the word rak, to tell me that if the if the wood is worth more than the than the fruits, you're allowed to cut it. And the message of the story. Shmuel's sharecropper brought him uh, dates. He tasted wine. My high wine does it taste like wine? Because these palm trees are in between the the grapevines. It looks like the date uh, tree roots are taking away from the wine that much. Tomorrow, bring me those roots, meaning pluck out those trees so they don't ruin the grapevines. So you see, if you try and help another another fruit tree, then you're allowed to pluck out the tree. Rav Hasda saw these palm trees, these day trees between the grapevines. He told the sharecropper, take out these palm trees. And the reason we're going to do it that way is because because the the money that we can make on the grapes, we can buy more area to put uh, the date trees. If we leave the date trees, we're not going to make that much money that we'll be able to buy a land to be able to plant grapevines. Now, an interesting point that comes out of the halakha is um, in the Rishonim, this mitzvah of not cutting a fruit tree has a very strong presence. In the Shailotu Chuvot, it has a very strong presence. In the Tur and the Shulchan Aruch, for some reason, it doesn't have such a strong presence. Uh, the Taz mentioned something in Siman Kuf Tetzayin in Yoradi'ah. There's maybe two or three small halachot in Hosh Mishpat, but that's it. Um, all the halachot that come out of it is from the Rishonim and the Shailotu Chuvot. Very interesting sugya lahalacha. Very kedai to look into if you get a chance. But we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.